Welcome to the Rider Up Podcast, presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital, where we talk about how much we love bicycles. Dan's a crazy downhiller, and John will be walking with a cane in a few years. But nobody loves cycling more than these two. Coming to you from Virginia's Blue Ridge, let's meet the hosts, Dan Lucas and John Carlin. And welcome to the Rider Up Podcast, presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. We are recording today at the Cardinal Bicycle location in Brandon Village, one of two locations for Cardinal Bicycle in Roanoke, which is in the center of Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. I am one of your hosts, John Carlin. And I am Dan Lucas. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. So I'll tell you what, uh, we are recording now in February of 2023, and it's not exactly bicycling weather. It's very windy (laughs) outside today, and I was watching the news last night. The polar vortex is descending. Oh, God. Another polar vortex? Yes, another polar vortex. But they're (laughs) calling this one, this is the second one of the year, but they're saying this one is epic. The coldest in decades. What? What? It was like three degrees, the, the last one we got. Hashtag fact. That's is, right. It was. Is, is this one? I'm looking at my phone right now. For us, I for the us, I don't think it's going it's to be gonna that be as cold. Bad. Okay. But the northeast is. It's reminding. I did ski one year at Gore, in upstate New York, and they had a sign posted next to the chairlift that with the wind chill was 90 below zero. That's. It doesn't sound like uh, habitable for humans. <laughs> it, w- it was not. And I actually did get frostbite, even though oh. uh, because I had a scarf over my face and it slipped on the way down and they sent me in the lodge. I was fine. Ooh. Didn't lose my nose or anything like that. But but they're saying it's the coldest in decades. So I guess the, I guess the Northeast is looking at that kind of cold. As long right as now. it stays up there, you know, I'll... I'll be all right. Right. I don't think we'll get back down to three like it we was, were. It was brutal. Christmas. Yeah, around Christmas. Brutal. So, I, but I have to ask you, uh, have you even had a chance to get out and do any runs on, on the mountain bike? Uh, yeah. I Really? I've ridden a little bit. It's the, the weather. So, we're pretty lucky. We can almost ride consistently all year round. Uh, uh-huh. and, and most people that are avid cyclists in our area do that. I have this year <laughs> uh, probably not as consistent as I have been in the past, but I did. Um, we do a ride every single Wednesday. It's called the Mullet, but it's a party in the front and a party in the back on our. Oh, anyway. okay, um, okay. On our mullet, anyway. So uh, it's what, a mullet what do you ride. mean a party in the front and a so, party? I mean, I you know what heard, you mean with, yeah. with, the, with the haircut. Business in the front, party in the back. We right. like to say we're a party in the front and a party in the back. So no well, matter what. What does that where, mean on the bike ride? No matter. So this is a, let me explain a little bit. It's a mountain bike ride. Um, we say it's an intermediate ride, but we're no drop. We don't leave any man behind or woman behind. Um, so when we go, we like to have a good time. Uh, while we're climbing and we like to have a good time while we're descending and so it's a party in the front and a party in the back we, we're always having a good time wherever you are in the line wherever you are on the mountain it's a good time so okay got it i rode on wednesday with the mullet ride it's a blast um where is this so we start from here in uh at the the grandin location uh, okay. cardinal grandin and uh we roll out about 6 p.m Whoever shows up, um, we'll kind of cruise through town. So you got lights. Yep, it's got dark. lights. It's dark. We get on the greenway um, and go over to Mill Mountain, which is, um, I have to say, if you've never visited and if you live here, you know, there's about, it's 
12 miles, I think, uh, of single track on a mountain that is within sight of downtown. You can ride there in 10 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be from downtown to dirt in about 10 minutes. It's crazy. So right. um, we're very spoiled. And anyway, we, we ride from here. We hit the dirt, um, go up to the top of the mountain, um, high five, whatever, joke around. And then what, we what trail do you take going up? Do you know, our typical ride is that we will go up the what we call the old road. It's the, the toll road for people who know, are in the area. That sure. was the way to the top. And it's not there's no uh, vehicle traffic there. So we'll go up the, the road to a trail called Big, Big Sunny. And then we take Big Sunny to Riser, Riser to Ridgeline, Ridgeline to the star. Um, and the, it is the largest man-made neonlit <laughs> star in the world. Yeah. That is on top of our beloved our Mill Mountain. Little claim to fame. That's it. There and you go. Uh, But so it's awesome. We stand underneath the neon-lit star and uh, joke around and have a good time. And then we'll usually take um, a trail called Understory. It's a little bit more technical. Mm-hmm. We'll take that one uh, to... Ridgeline, and then from there we'll take a trail called Sidewinder. It's one of my favorite little downhill sections of trail. A little bit more technical down to Woodthrush, and then we'll ride out. Sometimes we'll do a lap on uh, a trail called Virginia Pine. It's also really fun. Um, before we head back here, and uh, we'll hang out. Uh, this The shop stays up until 9. We have pizza and beer and sodas and whatever you're into, and uh, we just kind of rib each other and give each other a hard time and enjoy the you know enjoy what it is to be a a cyclist a mountain Ah, biker in the area camaraderie camaraderie yeah it's cool we got a lot of um we have a lot of regulars and then we also get a lot of people that it's their first time and uh so we like to introduce them to you know what roanoke's all about the cycling in roanoke um on that ride so if you're if you're visiting if you're going to visit um hit us up we'd love to have you that sounds awesome. So how many people were on the ride? Um, there was nine of us, I believe. Okay. Um, That's so a nice it's not, group. not a not a huge group and not a small group. I, and it was pretty cold. It was in the thirties, um, high thirties, I believe. And how do you uh, dress for thirties? So I run pretty warm when I'm riding. Yeah. Uh, some people they layer up and you know they're they're bundled. I run pretty warm, so I have a pair of pants. Uh, I, r- I run mountain bike pants in the winter. Um, they're specialized demo pants if you're interested in the exact um, style. And uh, they're thin material. Is that a, is that a downhill It's a downhill, pant? yeah. It, it is. is, isn't it? Okay. It is, but they're yeah. very thin and they're flexible and, and stretchy and th- they work perfect for winter riding. So I wear those and then I have a, um, a short sleeve layer and then a long sleeve layer, <coughs> excuse me, on top of that. And I usually stay very warm. When I go downhill, I do have a, a, a packable jacket. It would be, it's called the, it's called the SWAT jacket. Um, and it's, it packs down to nothing. But it's like a thin, It's a very thin kind of wind. layer. Yep, exactly. It's, it would be comparable to like a Patagonia Houdini or something like that if you're, if you're familiar with that. Sure. So anyway, I put that on when I go downhill because it just cuts the wind. Yeah. Um, and then I have a pair of midweight gloves. They they are a, a winter glove, but they're not they're not like the big mitts or the pogies like you'd see somebody in Minnesota riding with. Okay, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. that that's kind of my typical. I, and I have no hair. If you know me, you'll laugh. But if you don't know me, I have no hair. I have a clean shaven head, and I don't wear any beanie or whatever because I get too hot. Really? Yeah, my head roasts. I can't. I don't know why. And of course, you shed most of your heat through your head. Yep. 
Most, I mean, all people do. It 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 hurts a little bit going downhill when you're fast and the windshield is right. is right. it's really cold. But yeah. I, all right. So let me ask you this: it. because the hardest part is when you start out because you're not warm yet, but you're dressed for how you're going to be once you get going. So yeah. when you first like the first mile is pretty uncomfortably cold. For oh you. yeah, yeah, I suffer. That, yeah, so people have to learn, and I, I I will be the first to admit that. I'm not willing to suffer that first mile, so I'm I'm more on the bundle side and just mm-hmm. get hot, mm-hmm. which happens. Then I sweat too much, and then I get cold on the back yeah. end of the yep. ride, yep. which happens. Um, but I have a hard time convincing myself that it's going to be okay if yeah. you just get through the first it, mile. It's hard, too, because we start in our ride. We, you don't get warm initially because we're on the greenway, and it's real flat, and you're not expending a ton of energy. You don't really get to burn that energy and get hot until you're riding up the mountain. Start climbing. So I, I, I'm usually pretty chilly when I get to that climb, but it, it changes quick. And you, you, it, you're making me laugh because I'm looking, I'm looking through the window over at the service department, and one of my best buddies, Chris, is over there. And that guy will wear... He, he'll have his like a jersey and then a long sleeve jersey and then a, a like a midweight jacket and then like a like a down vest on top of it. And I'm always I always joke him. I'm like, You're, you need to take that stuff off right now. You're going to like be stuffing it everywhere. <laughs> and he has it like tied around his neck and around his waist by the end of the ride. And he's just in his T-shirt <laughs> every time he doesn't learn. But anyway, yeah. um, well, everybody has a different way of doing it. That's just me. So. Well, all right. So, so you guys had it. You so you got out and you got oh, yeah. to you got to go. Yeah, it was great. I try to go most Wednesdays. It's it's on Wednesday nights, and if I if I can, I do my very best to go. Um, so, but very soon in March, I'm gonna have uh, uh, we'll start uh, coach junior downhill team. We're gonna start practices on Tuesday, so I'll be riding Tuesdays and probably Wednesdays. And I try to do three rides a week, so I'll probably get a weekend ride too if I can. Okay, so we'll see. I'm okay. gonna ramp up quick. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that the mullet sounds like fun. It is. Yeah, you should come. And but what about you? Have you been out? That's the question. Well, uh, as I sit here, I am just back from Disney. Oh, with my that's right. Grandkids. I've been following on social media. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I posted a lot. But I mean, how cute, right? I've yeah, got, yeah. I've got all these grandkids with me, and the, and we had some breakfast with Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. And I'm just like clicking away, and I've got my 360 camera, which I bought for mountain biking and road biking, and I'm ta- I'm using the 360 camera for video of of the grands yeah. and mickey and of course you go through um animal kingdom and yeah, you're seeing yeah. giraffes and elephants and lions and all, you cool. know so so but uh and but i did miss the bike i gotta tell you yeah but i can tell you this and this will appeal to some of you i did a story of course i'm the um uh, the news anchor for channel 10 here and i did a story right before i left on uphill skiing are you familiar skinning, with it? Like skinning uphill? Skinning yeah. uphill, right, yeah, yeah. yes. So uh, basically, the, and this is according to the people I talked to, I went to Snowshoe Mountain Resort yeah, yeah. In, in Pocahontas County, West Virginia, where there's a ton of snow, and they had received snow overnight, and so the woods were white, the trees were white, yeah. and then, but this was one of those next days after the storm, and the sun was out, it was beautiful, mm-hmm. maybe 40 degrees, and but this is the fastest growing sector in the industry in the ski industry right now and it appeals to cyclists and runners yeah okay uh so i think our audience can can deal with this a little bit yeah but basically yeah you so you you've got regular downhill skis you put a you put a like a 
it's like a sock, right? Well, it's called a skin. A skin, yeah. Because back in the day, there must have been some kind of an animal skin when people were doing this pre-chair lifts. It's probably like seals or something terrible. Seals. <laughs> oh, it probably was. I don't know. I don't know what it was originally. Um, but now it's a, a synthetic. Yeah. It's got sticky on it and it attaches to the front of the ski and you put it down the bottom of the ski and then it looks kind of looks like you're walking on Velcro. Right. Okay? okay. And then you shuffle up the mountain and these skis will not slide back and you literally walk up the side of the mountain. Yeah. And you get to the top, you take the skin off and you've got special bindings that allow your heel to come up. Mm -hmm. And then, but when you get to the top, they lock in so they become conventional ski bindings. Okay. And you ski down. Huh. And snowboarders have what they called a split board. Right. You've heard yes. that term. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd heard the term, but I, I couldn't figure out why a split board what. And it literally is a snowboard that snaps in two and becomes essentially skis. Okay. So half of the board on one foot, half the board on the other foot, and then you end the skin and you go up the mountain and then you get to the top and you attach the board back together and the bindings flip sideways and you have a conventional looking snowboard and you can ride down the mountain so i did this and i thought well i'm in pretty good shape right i'm a cyclist and even though i've slacked off a little bit here in the winter months i've i do have a peloton at home that's probably unpopular to say in a bike shop and please don't throw me out absolutely not but i do i do like it and so i've been riding the peloton some and and, and then riding my mountain bike as i talked about in the last episode but so i'm not in the best shape of the year but i thought well i can do this but i'm there with these mountain regulars mm -hmm. right these are the people that live there, live this lifestyle. And so they took off up the mountain, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you're th about 3,000 feet higher in elevation, too. That's true. At Snowshoe. That's so true. That's, that's true. That's not nothing. Right. That's not nothing. So we went up a basically a, uh, a pretty solid intermediate slope mm -hmm. with where the pitch is. I don't know what, what grade it was, but it was, but it stayed on you. It wasn't like it flattened out, then got steep. It was steep all the way to the top for half, three quarters of a mile. And then we were going to skin off and, and go back down. And by the time I got to the top, I was cooked. Cooked. Yeah. I was cooked. And they're all laughing at me. Ha, ha, ha. You know, look at the news guy. Da, yeah. da, da, da. But we got some amazing footage. The snowshoe people have a drone. And, 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 and I was wearing a point of view camera. And I had the 360 camera with me. And and so we got this from every angle you can possibly imagine. And, uh, and they have a guy named Kurt who's an outstanding snowboarder and photographer. And so the story just went live this week. And oh, so, cool. so I have not been biking between Disney and reporting. But I did get in some some cardio, and uh, you know I don't know that I would go back on purpose <laughs> and do the uphilling again because my relationship with skiing is such that I still get enough of a blast out of it. Yeah, to just go down the hill and pay for the chairlift, and uh, you know, so the jury's still out. If I was skied more, might be something. If you lived, if, in if the I lived near, there, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can see the value in it. And of course, the idea is is you train on the slopes, and then you go do a, a true backcountry experience where there is no chairlift yeah. option, and it allows you to get to places where you could not otherwise get on skis. That sounds appealing to me. Well, I'd, I'd love to be, uh, a, uh, you know, I'd love to know what it was like to be a rock star like you one day, and you know, be in Florida at Disney one day and, and skiing the next. But uh, you know, maybe did I I'll, mention I'm going to Key West? Uh, yeah, next no, week? yeah, you did. And, I did. Uh, oh, okay. So, ma so sure. maybe yeah. not on the show, but you did. But uh -huh. maybe I'll. Um, Maybe I'll uh, get there one day, uh, but you know what they also they also have at Snowshoe. What do they also have? They have downhill mountain biking. 
They and, do. And so I, I'm going to, you're going to get an official invite, but uh, I'll say it here live on the air, but you're going, I want you to come out to one of my team's races at, at, at a, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be snowshoe, but w- one of the races this season in, and see what it's about. It's pretty wild. It, I it, would love to do that. We'll, we'll make, we'll get you out there. Yeah. And they do have, you know, for guys like me who are solid cross country guys who don't like their tires leaving the earth. There's green trails for you. Okay. Green trails. Do you, you think I could handle an intermediate trail? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll get you down one. We'll see. Okay. So, all right. By the way, you are listening to the Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge coming to you from the heart of Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital, by the way, and an Imba Silver Ride Center, which, by the way, Snowshoe also is. I yep. Should, they, they were they were pounding that into me. Very and recent edition. Very recent edition. But there, there's only a couple of us on the East Coast. So yep. anyway, if you're, if you're in this part of the world, there's some great riding to be had. Um, but we and we are recording today at Cardinal Bicycle at the Grandin Village location where Dan is about a month into a <laughs> new job assignment. Yeah. I'm calling you the bicycle ambassador to the world, but you've got a, a, a the actual term is what? I have an official title. It's yeah. a rider experience. And ah, so, yes, yes. Um, yeah, th- there's a lot to it, and that is a big, that is a term that encompasses so much that I'm not going to get into everything, but I am excited about a couple things. Okay. Um, and we kind of announced it, let the cat out of the bag the other day, but um, we're starting, uh, you know, we're going to start a rental program. So what okay. that means is we're going to have... Um, uh, we're going to have bikes available. Um, we're starting with mountain bikes. It's going to be um, basic hardtails all the way up to kind of premium carbon full suspension bikes and e-bikes. And uh, they're going to be available for locals or visitors to come pick up and explore. One of the great things about uh, Virginia's Blue Ridge is that um, we are very welcoming to e-bikes. Yes. And so there's a lot of people who have never tried it who want to try it. Um, they're not allowed in some places, a lot of Western North Carolina, um, you, you can't even, if you get caught with one, you know, in the national forest, like you're in trouble. Cause you got a motor, you got a you got a motor. And, and it's, I, let me just stop on that because I've had some debates with people about this. The point is, is, is at what point is the motor where, where, if you're a, a governing body mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out what's going on with you know we we don't want motorcycles ripping up the trails right right and we don't want people with a moped ripping up the trails. And there's a lot of the gray area between a true bicycle or an e-bike and something that has a gasoline powered motor right and, right? and that's a great question there are three and um i would say to you might want to listen to the last episode we had um that uh, we talk about this a little bit. Uh, if you're listening to this for, th- for the first time, there's probably a link in the show notes or just click on Apple Podcasts. I'm sure you can find it. But um, the reason, uh, you know, this is important is because, yeah, we don't want motorcycles on the trails. You don't want something with a throttle. Um, a throttle, right. To, to spin tires and to dig furrows into the dirt, stuff like that. So um, there's three classes, one, two, and three. They, they really got uh, <laughs> got creative naming them. Class, okay. it, but it is a little confusing. So uh, class one is up to, 
I believe um, it's around 20 miles per hour is the max speed that that bike can produce. Um, it's governed at that, that point. Um, class two is up to, I think, 20, 25 or 28. I wish I, I knew exactly. Kay. But that has a throttle. So a class two bike will have a, a button or a twist or a something that can make it go without you putting any input into the bike. Okay. And then class three, same kind of 25 to 28 mile per hour governing speed. However, it is only pedal input. So class one and class three are what we want on our trails because um, at least any modern e-bike from any reputable manufacturer is going to be designed that when you put that power down, you're not just churning up the trail. You're not spinning around. You're not right. destroying the, the base that we're riding on. Um, a class two with a throttle, you know, it, they're, they're not really like with your weight on it and you're using it properly. It's not going to do that. However, there's a lot of, a lot of them out there mm -hmm. that people can hop up. And it can do that. It's like a, it's like an electric motorcycle at that sure. point. Sure. So so the governing bodies have just said when they don't want e-bikes, mm -hmm. they just cut it off at e-bikes, period. Period, yeah. Because um, cause people are going to cheat the system. Absolutely. Oh, you know? 100%. So, so because uh, I'm fine if you drew the line at nothing with a throttle. Yeah. But, okay, so, but but we're pretty e-bike friendly we here are. in our region. We are. We we voted maybe two years ago, or yeah. the, the, the board voted, uh, the county, or the... The city city council. City council voted. You correct. Um, yeah, and we covered it. And yeah, absolutely. And and it was it. They actually let everything through. Um, I think since then there's been a little bit, a couple of amendments. Um, I don't believe class two is now allowed on the greenway, for example. And I think that's smart. Mm -hmm. um, Although I've seen them. At the, you know, there's no there's nobody out there really policing. Like e even if the uh, you know. Uh, law enforcement's out there, they don't know how to really readily tell, and it's, you know, it's going to be like a secondary offense. Right. So and it's really not a problem. It's not a problem here. Um, if somebody's using, you know, any, any anything can be used in the wrong way and can be dangerous, I sure. think. And so that's kind of, you know, the, the sticky part about it. Sure, this, you see like people with one wheels, they're also yeah. prohibited. Yep. But they're there. But they're there. And it's you know they're not they're not yeah. weaving in and out of people they're not mm -hmm. i haven't seen anybody acting dangerously and yep. you know if i'm riding my bike i'm probably you know and i just have a regular bike um i'm probably going the same speed yeah so so it's you know this is a, a kind of a sticky subject uh, there's some people that are going to be very pro e-bike and some people are going to be very against it um oh and i've had some debates with other yeah. other bike shop owners yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um I, I like I for one am very pro. I've I've gone to school and, and learned how to work on them. I understand them a little bit more, I would say, than the average guy. And uh, there's a lot of good that can come out of of this technology. It's going to continue to grow. So if you're against it, you got to understand it's one of these things. It's not going away. Mm. Um, and if embraced and channeled in the right direction, it can be extremely beneficial to the community, to the cycling community as a whole. And oh. um, I see you know, it. if you have a problem, you can come, you, you can send me a email at the uh, rider up pod at gmail.com. You can, uh, you can yell at me there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool technology. Anyway, getting back to the whole, the, the initial part of the, the talk is, yeah. yeah, that's, that's something that I'm focused on now is getting our, our rental program up and going and, um, also starting to figure out how, um, 
uh, the Roanoke community, the, the uh, you know Virginia's Blue Ridge as a cycling community can be welcoming to people from the area. So rental is part of that. Um, I also have something I'm very excited about, and I have a water bottle here that I was showing John earlier. Yeah, well, so and we'll take a picture of that and put it in the yeah, show Yeah, we'll notes. put it in the show notes. This is, um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to announce that we're going to do something here at Cardinal called the uh, Cardinal Bicycle University, or CBU. And uh, this water bottle kind of represents that, uh, that we have made a decision to do it. And uh, what CBU is going to be, um, not only is, you know, we're going to try to impart knowledge to people, um, in different ways. So training is one of those things. We were talking earlier before the show started about uh, some training. It would be cool to have somebody in the area that was focused on that. So training is something we're going to do. Um, education for skills, how to ride your bike safely and uh -huh. how to, how to be, you know, how to, 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 to gain skill, to be, not break more, your neck, not break your neck, be, be, you know, ride more advanced trails and uh, like hang with some of those young kids that you just can't usually keep up with. Um, and even how to work on your bike, how to uh, properly maintain, you know, is, is something as simple as lubing your chain or, you know, maybe replacing your draft train or, or working on something else. So those are all things that I'm starting on and I'm really excited about because it is very community oriented. And I appreciate the title of uh, bicycling world <laughs> ambassador, ambassador, whatever you said, bicycling to the ambassador world. to the world. That's right. Um, so, so I'm, I'm pumped on it. And uh, if you have questions, once again, email me at riderupod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to, you know, you have ideas or things you want to see, I am all ears. And the best part is, is I'm making the program. So tell me what you want. I am taking a picture right now of the Cardinal Bicycle University water bottle. Wait a minute. And there's Dan <laughs> looking over his laptop. Oh, boom. That's beautiful. <laughs> Man, that was a nice add-on to the right? photo. Okay. So uh, we will get that in the show notes. And uh, and if you sign up, so how does that work? You want to do this university? Is it free? Yeah, do it's, you pay uh, something? There, what, there's going to be all, all levels. Um, so there'll be f some free components. Uh, we want to provide things to the community at, at zero cost. Um, but at the end of the day, we're business, and so we will have some uh, some things that you're going to also want to pay for. Uh, and you know, some of them they're they're usually going to be a little bit more advanced. There's going to be a more involved, more time, and um, and in some cases, like every every time you come to a CBU event. Um, if it's a paid event, you're automatically going to get some stuff from us. Like this is an example, one of these water bottles. You mean like swag? Some swag. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is, uh, you know, when you come to a skills clinic with me, you're going to get a water bottle and you're going to get uh, some food inside of this water bottle so Ooh. that you can be prepared for the, uh, you know, for the event that we're going to be doing. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Awesome. That's it in a awesome. nutshell. So I'm that's, so, so somebody wants to do that. They're listening right now. Yep. It'll be out soon. It's not out yet. Um, okay. I am currently working, like you said, a month. I've had a lot to do in a month, um, but I've been working really hard on it. It will be out. That information is going to start coming out soon. The best thing you can do is either follow us on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, at Cardinal Bicycle. Um, and then if uh, you could also, you know, get on our mailing list, if you, if you want to do that, you can... Uh, email or call me or at the shop here. We'll put you on a mailing list so that you can get that information or stop in and say, Hey, and talk to me about it. And I will get you all the info that you need. Okay. Very good. Yep. So, uh, and we'll, we'll put a link to get you started in the show notes. Perfect. If nothing else, just go to Cardinal Bicycles website. Absolutely. Is, yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. We can do that. 
All right. So, well, congratulations. I look forward to that. And uh, maybe you can uh, get some education. We'll get back to the Rider Up podcast in just a moment. But first, a quick note about Virginia's Blue Ridge. You'll hear Dan and I talk a lot about Virginia's Blue Ridge in the podcast because that's where we live and ride. Virginia's Blue Ridge offers what we lovingly call a Metro Mountain Mix, a place where you can play in the mountains while enjoying the arts and culture in and around Roanoke, Virginia, home to many museums, restaurants, festivals, shopping, and so much more. We hope you'll bring your bike, go for a ride, and check out all the region has to offer. Go to visitvbr.com for all things Virginia's Blue Ridge. I I want, I'll be glad to educate you, but I think you can educate me right now because you've been blogging again. Haven't written this blog yet. I'm I'm like, there's there's like a seed in here. Okay. Okay. So I'm walking around Disney and I'm thinking, Okay, I'm a, I'm a, you, see, you see patterns at Disney. So uh-huh. what, what you tend to see is a set of grandparents and then 30-something children, <laughs> yep. husband and Adult wife, children. And, then, and then a couple of uh, grandkids or so. And yep. I'm, so, I, so I started noticing these patterns and comparing myself self to the other grandpas out there. My, my grandkids call me Papa, Papa yep. John, right? And they don't think of pizza, they think of me. Just so, just I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> I didn't make that connection, but that's incredible. Right? So, but I'm Papa John. I'm Papa John. All right. So I'm looking at the other grandfathers, and I'm thinking, okay, I could take them. I'm a, I'm a cyclist. You know, I I rode, you know, over three thousand miles last year and did all this stuff, and I can I can go through the woods on my mountain bike. So I'm thinking, how do I? Uh, I look at that other guy and I think, okay. Does he ride his bike? Can can he ride his bike? You know, am I yeah. am I how am I different from these other guys just walking around? Because everybody kind of wears the Disney uniform. Sure. Right? You get there and it's like if you show up in a Patagonia shirt, uh-huh. t shirt, well just you are one of many? No. Oh. No, you're doing it wrong. Oh. When oh, you oh, are oh. at Disney, you need to be wearing Disney attire. Like the uh, you put on your Mickey Mouse ears. I put on my not my. I don't wear the ears, but I wear the <laughs> Mickey Mouse T-shirt, or I've got a Mickey Mouse polo shirt, or I've got, you know, like you guys on Fridays wear kind of a cool shirt. We have our Hawaiian shirt. You have a Hawaiian shirt, yeah. right? Buttons up the front, kind of like have mine on today. Kind of like a bowling shirt, yeah. right? But it's got the Cardinal Bicycle yeah. logo on it. It's fun, right? So there are some Disney shirts of that. So I thought, all right, I'm going to be the cool grandpa, and I'm going to wear one of the. Hawaiian-esque shirts, except yeah. when you look closely, the pattern is little Mickey Mouses and Battle right. Ducks or, or or Pixar stuff or whatever. So, But then I see other grandpas wearing that, and I thought, I cannot make myself look cool <laughs> here because it, it was really frustrating me. Yeah. It's like, now, I've got to look fitter than the next grandpa. I don't know what I do. You know, it's like put I looked, any, I looked down. Put some on? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So it's like, how do I go to Disney and look like fit grandpa instead of yeah. regular grandpa? And, you know, it's like you know, my gut's sticking out a little bit because I've been off the bike. and I'm Too much Dole Whip, right? Too much Dole Whip, yeah. right? Too much Dole Whip, too many brownies and, <laughs> and all that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so I, I'm trying to think, like, all right, if I go to Disney, how do I look like fit grandpa? Sure. And, and I don't know what that blog is going to look like, except I was... 
I was frustrated because I want to, you know, I want to, I want to wear it. I want to own it. I yeah. want to own my fitness. And mm, I'm not sure that I really looked any different than anybody else walking yeah. around with a bunch of grandkids. But you know, and that's the thing that's important. I know. Yeah, uh, I uh, know. That it's always fun to, you, you know, you see other people and you're like, you know, could, if, if this was a, uh, you know, if, if, if there was something happening and uh-huh. I needed to get away faster, could I? Or uh-huh. like, uh, or or could I take them in <laughs> the event I <laughs> right. needed to? Right, it's always fun to compare. Right, it is. Am I being narcissistic to make it all about me? Like, like you know, is it is this wrong? Is this wrong thinking? Oh, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom our engineer, is Tom's like yes, he votes it, yes, he yes, <laughs> yes. This is like John. Just forget about it. Just, yeah. just give it up. Just go to Disney, enjoy the. You know what? I, I, I'm with you. I like I like uh, what ifs. I yeah. Like Okay. I, I, I like right. what ifs. Now, let me ask you real quick. This is not necessarily cycling related, but where, what, what attractions did you go to and what was your favorite quickly? So we went to all four parks in four days. Uh, of course, there's all the roller coasters mm-hmm. and, all, and all of that. And we did do the new, uh, you're more of a Disney like guy than I am in terms of your, but uh, the, um, the resistance it's an it's the world's biggest indoor roller coaster. Okay. Uh, Rise of the Resistance. Oh, is this uh, Star Wars? Star Wars. You went to Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Uh, well, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. your so. your boys, I would like, I would be shocked if that was not on the the list. Yeah. So of course they're they're Disney theorists on uh, yeah. Super Carlin Brothers yeah. on YouTube. If you have not watched these guys, yeah, you need you need to uh, pause our podcast, come back, but pause it. Yeah. And, and go like set that for in your queue for later because these guys are awesome. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, but honestly, for me, if I was just at Disney with my wife, I would be bored. Yeah, I, I you know, it's yeah, a, yeah. but but being there with the family and seeing my grandkids interact with all the different things you and see all the, magic, the stimulus. Right? I mean, it yeah. really is. So when when some you know one of my grandkids takes hold of my fingers and says, "Grandpa or Papa, come come look at this," that, yeah. you know, that's really. That's really what we, it is. We did uh, when my older daughter um, was she was she was three. Uh-huh. We, we went. It, I was a little early, but sh- we went and um, we did all the things too. Mm-hmm. We I was the middle children uh, in that scenario, and uh, and we had um, you know lunch at Cinderella's castle, and yes. we saw all the. We uh, did that. Yeah, we yeah, it was cool, and we saw all the the characters and did everything. It was before Galaxy's Edge because I'm a big Star Wars nerd. And you I are, yeah. I wasn't able yeah. to be there. So yeah. anyway, well, that's cool. Yeah, and it was fun. It yeah. was fun. So yeah, well, you, you walk in and you see the stormtroopers standing there, and yeah. you know, and, and everybody's kind of in character and whatnot. So it was good. They 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 do a really good job with it. Cool. Well, really not necessarily biking related, but pretty exciting nonetheless. Yeah. Sorry for the diversion. No. All okay. Right. So now I want to ask you this. All right. So all so right. I want because you're a skills instructor mm-hmm. and I haven't really tapped into that on the podcast yet. So I'm going to get some free info out of you. You got it. But one of the one of the problems I have is with switchbacks. If it's on the level, no problem. I can get around a switchback. Mm-hmm. But when there is a severe switchback that's either uphill or downhill, mm-hmm. I inevitably get off the bike and walk around the switchback. Got it. So let's say I'm doing an uphill switchback on, like, there's a trail at Carvin's Cove here locally called Buck. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's some and tough ones. It's a black trail, yeah. and it's, a, it's not just a switchback. It's, it's severely uphill, and there's rocks and roots yeah. in right where you don't want them to be. Yeah. Right where you think you have a line 
there's a rock or a root I don't think I can there's get There's really not a, much of a line on buck. That's okay. a tough one. So where should I be on my bike? How should I approach? Let's say I'm going uphill first. What, okay. What do I do? Um, I might actually, I'm going to say we're going downhill first. Okay, and go the, downhill The reason first. we're going downhill first, it's a little bit easier to describe that, and then we can add in a little bit for the for the uphill because there is a little okay. bit more. Okay. So it's okay. So let's All just right. talk about downhill first. Okay. So, um, the... There's a, a whole lot of little things that have to happen, but I like to break when I'm when I'm instructing, I like to break it down into chunks, all right? So manageable sizes. And the first thing, the first little bit that you need to remember is to stay loose. And a lot of people when there's a a, a feature or something that they're really nervous about is they lock up. They tense up their their core and their arms and their hands. They do, they get the white mm -hmm. knuckle death grip on the mm -hmm. bars. So um that is absolutely the wrong thing to do and it's hard you know this is not an easy thing so but you gotta be a little bit loose because that's going to help you when you're in the middle of this whole maneuver um so so be loose the next thing um is is to break early so especially when you're going downhill um just like if you're watching uh i'm a big formula one nut yeah okay you gotta break in a straight line you don't want to be breaking in the turn so just like that, when you're riding your bike, you want to get the, the you want to scrub your speed, you want to brake early, and Back you want brake. to, both brakes. Both brakes. I mean, if you want to get super fancy, you can do the Scandi flick and flick your back end up, but we're yeah, not yeah, talking about that Yeah, we're not doing that. that. Right I just now. want to get through it we need and to stay just, out of the bike. We just need to slow down, but this yep. is important. The, this braking part is super important because you don't want to slow down and lose all your speed, and you don't want to go through it too fast. You want to slow, you want to scrub speed, slow down enough that then when you let off, you can let your momentum allow you to roll through this turn without you having to like do a whole lot more input. Okay? All right. So your pedals are level at this point. Yep. So, um, typically when you're going downhill, you're going to be standing on the pedals seat and, where, uh, seat down. If you have a dropper seat, okay. wherever it is, if you don't, <laughs> okay. But seat down, <laughs> if, seat you have down a if you have all a the way down, first. all the way down, all the way down. Yeah. Okay. And are you leaning? Halfway. Are you, where's your body position? on Yeah, that's, okay. that's a great question. So next, chunk all right so we have stay loose we have break early coming into the corner you're going to want to uh, take a wide line here so okay. you're going to cut out if this, this is a right hand switchback yep. going down the mountain i'm thinking about that one on buck and you're turning right uh -huh. you're going to want to take a wide line so go to the outside of the trail that would be your 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 as rider's far, left as far riders left, riders left yep. yep and then um when you're about kind of near even with the apex of the corner or uh -huh. the, the center of that um, that angle, you're going to want to cut towards the middle. So what you've done is you've ridden out wide and you've given yourself more room to maneuver that bike around and get it pointed in the right direction. Okay. Um, just like, once again, just like a race car when they're going around a, a tight apex of a corner. So um, break early, or so stay loose, break early, take a wide line. Yeah. Um, and then this is where the balance and where you need to be on the bike is really important. I like to keep my weight right in the middle on my feet. Um, the way I do this, I have a, I have something that I like to teach when I, when I do a, especially a beginner's class, it's called the stomp. And basically you just imagine pulling, uh, you know, starting at the top of your head and your shoulders and just stomping your feet. Like you literally kind of drop your weight through your, your hips and then through your feet onto the pedals okay. and what that does is when you when you stomp like this it's going to put probably 80 percent of your weight on your feet 
you don't need a whole lot of weight on your hands. If you have too much weight on your hands, you're already in trouble. Your okay? front, front wheel is going to wash out? Yeah. Well, you're, it's maybe not going to wash out, but you're not going to be able to turn or be in the proper position. So if, if you have your balance too far forward or back or left and right, you're already in trouble. Okay? So, But when you do this stomp, mm -hmm. is, you, is your butt over where the saddle would be if it was up it, or is it back? So depending on the angle of the terrain, it could, it, it, yes or no, like you could be anywhere. So, so say it's, it's a veer downhill switchback. Yep, yep. You're going to be stomping that, that saddle's probably going to be in front of you. It's not going to be under your butt. That's what I'm thinking. Saddles. Yep. So your butt's uh, hanging behind, out over the back yeah. tire. So, but don't let that, that's a, that's a very common mistake. And people are like, oh, like, you know, you want to stick your butt way out behind the saddle. That, that's not necessarily the case. Okay. What you want to do is be centered. Okay. So being centered. Uh, if you're stomping the stomp, I'm doing air quotes right now, that is going to help center you. And I use it as a mental and physical check to get myself back in the proper position. Every, I do it all the time. If you ride behind me, you ask my kids, they get tired of hearing me say it. Um, the, 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 the kids I coach, it, it's in, in anybody in my classes, if you come see one, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this to you and you're going to be sick of it by the end, but it's a great way to get back into position. So, okay. You're, you're staying loose. You've braked early. You took a wide line. You got your weight on your feet. You're centered. Now you're going to want to turn towards the center of the trail. And the last thing, the kind of last chunk is you want to look where you want to go. So look Gee. through the, co the corner, look where you want to be. And everybody's done this. Like if you're, dr if you're somebody who drives, you don't, you know, when you see a police officer on the side of the road, you don't look at the police officer because your car drifts that direction. Same thing happens if you see a tree when you're riding your bike. Your bike will go wherever you look. Y it goes wherever you look. So you want to look through the corner, like spot your exit. That's what I always say. Um, so spot the exit where you want your tires to be rolling. And what's going to happen is when you turn your head and you're looking, um, your, your shoulders are going to want to follow. And then you, you just kind of let your whole body do the same thing. Your shoulders or your, your head, then your shoulders, then your hips. And before you know it, you're going to be pointed in the right direction. Now, is this something you want to practice? Yeah, you, I'm not, you're not going to take every single one of these things and go out and do it perfect the first time. If you do, um, write me and tell me I was a good coach. If you, if you didn't, don't be mad at me because uh, – because it, it does take practice like anything else. But you got to, like, so let's let's put the root or the rock back into play. Yep. Because I'm looking at this and saying, if I hit that rock and the wheel doesn't roll over it mm -hmm. and I'm tense because I'm going too slow mm -hmm. for fear of not making it, which is going to make it more likely that my bike is going to stop when it hits the rock or the root, the, the, then I'm going to fall downhill and <laughs> it's, it's a very steep slope and I'm going to wind up kissing trees and, and falling yeah. off the bike on the downhill side. That's what I'm afraid of. Right. I mean, l like I can't give you, I can't, there's nothing I can give you to give you to, I can't physically give you confidence. I can't hold it out there. You have to, you have believe, to believe in yourself. You have yeah. to believe the bike will roll over the rock. Correct. Um, so part of that is it's, it's going to be your momentum. It's going to be where you're at on the, like, being centered on the bike it's going to be uh, a, whole, a whole lot of little things like the type of bike you're on you might not want to go into it as fast like if you're on a like a bike an, an enduro bike uh, with a lot of suspension travel you're probably it's going to absorb that rock and it's going to roll through it a lot you're going to be able to go faster over it your momentum you can you can kind of keep it going if you're on a cross-country hardtail like a carbon hardtail bike it 
you're, you're, it's going to be a it's going to shake you around a little bit more. So you have to um, you have to judge the situation. You have to judge your situation for the bike but and everything. It, but it, if you're in the if you if you do what what you say, it'll uh, work. I believe so. It should yeah. go. Yeah, I it believe so. And and look, your brain is incredible, and it can it can see the trail. It can process if the rocks are wet or dry. It can process how fast it's coming up, and it can process it can it can see all these details. And you're getting this input really fast. You need to trust that it's going to help you get around that that obstacle too. Um, so you need to kind of chill out, relax. Like that's part of staying loose mentally and physically. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my, how to, how to go downhill. Okay. All right. So you're listening to the rider up podcast presented by visit Virginia's blue Ridge recording at Cardinal bicycle in Grandin village, John Carlin, along with Dan Lucas, Dan giving us advice on how not to kill ourselves on a really technical black diamond switchback. That's that's right. Now you want to talk about going uphill? Yeah, I I do. Okay. And so I, when I was thinking about this, you know, this particular skill, honestly, it's not a whole lot different when you're going uphill. The main difference is you're going to take out that, that stomp, that ride being centered on the bike for yeah, that, yeah. because you're going to be seated. Uh, typically, uh, sometimes you have to do a, a punch. Yeah. You get out of the saddle for a second, just punch up really fast. And that, that one you're talking about on buck that's an example of a trail. A lot of times you got to do that. You got to get out of the saddle and give it a quick, you know, turn of the cranks and just punch up. But generally you're going to do the exact same thing. You need to be chill. You need to be relaxed and loose, um, you know, mind and body. And then you're going to, you're not going to have to worry about breaking, but you're going to take a nice wide line, turn in towards the center or the apex of the, the corner. And then you're going to get on the gas and, whether that's seated or whether that is um, standing and mm-hmm, punching through something, mm-hmm. you need to you need to you need to give it the gas to get up that because you know a, a switchback and especially one that has some elevation on it, it's it's not going to be an easy pedal around. It's not, and and you're also gassed because you've been climbing up the side of a mountain. Yeah, so absolutely. <clears throat> when you punch it, let's say you're riding up and you're riding if you're able to, you're riding at a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you punch it, and you take it right up to a nine out of ten mm-hmm. to get over the root or the rock as you enter the turn. Yep, because I know there's several on Buck that uh, are several. like that. Yeah, right, and they're they're you know it's like a four inch lift. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so you punch it and you get over that. Now you've got the turn in front of you. You still got to have enough juice to stay at a nine. Yeah, to and and do you have your? Are you going to be seated or are you going to drop your saddle and stand? Um, so. It, it it depends. It depends on every every switchback is different. You yeah. know, it's yeah. it's 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 like anything else. So you got to use that brain. <clears throat> excuse me. I was talking about earlier. You got to use your brain and look at at what's coming up ahead. Like part of mountain biking, um, if you're a beginner or advanced, is you need to be looking down the trail uh, and anticipating what's coming up so if i'm riding up buck i know that switchback i know the one you're talking about mm-hmm. it's terrible mm-hmm. but um i'll, I'll just s- walk i'll it. save a little bit uh-huh uh bef- you know you get up there i'm relaxed i uh i swing out wide i spot where i want to go and then when my bike is about i'd say 60 percent of the way through the turn you get on the gas there so you try to lighten up on the end of that climb 
and just be prepared to give it give it all when you get there. They're all going to be different. So this is a a generalization, um, but mm-hmm. but this is what I think works. Um, from I've been lucky enough to be a, a, a skills instructor for a, about ten years. Yeah, and and in teaching this and doing this with with folks, um, this is what I think works. Maybe someday we'll go there and and you can. We'll put we'll put microphones on both of us. We'll put I'm, a 360 camera on John. Put the 360 camera on me, uh, and then and then I will go and I will do it and undoubtedly do it wrong. And then you can fix my problem and maybe everybody can learn from my mistake. And we'll put it on YouTube. I think it's a great idea. You do. I will put it on the biking. We for got Boomer's it. Channel yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because because yeah, I'm just I you know I'm not nimble like I used to be, you know, in yeah. my six decades on this earth and. Uh, I just get scared. Yeah, I do. No, I, I, I tense up. I get scared, and it's like it's easier just to walk. But if I knew that I could do it, mm-hmm. then I, you know, I probably would would have more fun. Yeah, you you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna get it done. Okay. All right. Well, um, you mentioned videos just a minute ago. Yeah, biking for boomers. Yeah. Uh, so, and I hear so, you got. I, I hear you have a little project. So yeah, I've been working. We talked about this a little on the last podcast yep. that I had this new 360. It's an Insta 360 camera, which folks I have just given to Dan. And I, I hope I get hand. to see my camera again it. because the, uh-huh. listen, listen I've this, been everybody. I've been at Carvin's Cove, which is the I'm oh, look at it right now. You're unzipping the case. I'm looking at it right now. Oh and gosh, there and there it is. I There's the it. motorcycle mount. There's the camera with it, so, so it's got the lens cap on it, so you're not okay. even sure what you're seeing. But I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so um, th- these cameras are amazing, and they've got an unbelievable Steadicam built into the software, so you can put it on your handlebar, and you will not believe how smooth it can be, um, or on your helmet. And uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I've been riding the lowers at Carvin's Cove, which is the primary trail network here in, in uh, Virginia's Blue Ridge. Um, I've been riding the lowers to kind of demonstrate to people what the intermediate trails and beginner trails look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've my, my personal channel is Biking for Boomers. That's Biking and the number four Boomers. Uh, on YouTube, and there's a link in the show notes. But I've got four videos out there now that show you how to get from Bennett Springs parking lot, which is the main parking lot at Carvin's Cove, show you how to get from there to the cove if you just want to ride the hardtop road. There's a really good trail network that leads right from the parking lot, but I haven't done those trails yet. So to get from Bennett Springs to the cove, and then you ride on, uh, uh, there's a Jeep road, um, gosh, the name of it just oh, uh, Happy Valley. Happy Valley Trail. Yeah. Um, so, I, and to show you a little bit of what Happy Valley looks like, because if you want to take your kids, if you want to go for a, a very easy mountain bike ride, that's what you would do. And then I've shown some of the other trails, uh, and I've got I've currently got four videos published in the series, and eventually, between Dan and I, we will get all sixty we're miles. We're gonna get them all done. Absolutely. Got to catch them all. Yeah. Um, so that's what's out there right now if you want to check out what the riding looks like at Carvin's Cove using this fancy camera, which allows me to show front, back, side, slow down, go through the dips, go through the creeks, see what these, these technical-ish areas look like. And so those are out there. I just want to kind of let you know that that's there. But now, Dan, you've got the camera, and it. It, you're going plan, to mount yes. up, and you're going to show some of the double black diamonds. Yeah, the so cove. my plan 
is after this uh, polar vortex that I'm just learning about uh-huh. is done, uh, maybe Sunday, we'll see. Um, I'm going to get out to the cove, and um, the first trail I want to hit is one of my all-time favorites, and that is Royalty. Okay. Um, so that's a double black. Um, it would be considered a double black here in Roanoke, maybe not a double black in Whistler, but it's a fantastic trail um, built by a, a friend of mine and um, and adopted into the Carvin's Cove trail system. It's fantastic. Got some jumps. It has a little bit of everything, a little off camber, a couple doubles, um, some roots. It's pretty good. And then uh, from there, probably do a, a gauntlet run. I really enjoy the gauntlet. That's Which has been named one of the top trails in the southeast yeah. by uh, Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine a number yeah. of times. Yeah, that's, so that's um, a major downhill. I I've done that, I, that's and I like the it. Longest, I think it's the longest continuous Tr- downhill trail on in the Carvin's Cove um, property, mm-hmm. which is like twelve thousand acres. Um, I, I like I like Buck. That's one of my favorite trails to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck is is old school. I think a CCC trail. Um, if I'm not be. mistaken, yeah, it's from very, back in the day. It's pretty technical. It was hiking trail ad- adapted to to biking, so it still has a lot of hiking kind of. Uh, you can see where that was influenced. Um, and uh, there, there's some uh, like upper comet. That's another fun one. Th- that's shorter, but there's a to lot to go of, down or yeah, up? to go down, not to go can, up. It's terrible. Can you even ride it? Up? I'm sure somebody can. Not me though. <laughs> you'd you'd have to be one of these crazy guys that can just bunny hop everything. Yeah, to it, go it's, up. It's crazy. Upper um, comet. We I need to get. Um, I'll, let me see if I can get somebody to uh, ride rockin' or uh, rattling run for us. Uh, who I I have probably linked it. Over the course of many years, I've probably ridden every little section, never together, obviously. But uh, I do have a friend uh, who has. And they can ride it without a dab? Um, has ridden it without a dab. I've, I've watched it. Um, if uh, You guys out there probably know Jeff Lenoski. I'm lucky enough oh, to know he's, him. He's, he's, like a, he's a pro. Guy, yeah. he, is, he is a pro, so understand that. But he has some, a, a video, actually, of that trail if you really want to look at it right now. Um, but that is a number of years ago, and it has changed. Trails change, so uh-huh. um, is it worse? Now? Ero- it's harder, I would say now because it's yeah. eroded it's, a little. It's bit? lost some dirt for sure yeah. in places. So, um, but See, yeah, these are, these are trails that I just disregard. Like I I'm never going to think about doing it. You do some more hiking than biking sometimes on that. But anyway, we're gonna okay. we're gonna do it. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna give it a go. I'm hopefully get out this weekend and uh, do the first one. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then so you'll you'll give it to me and I will edit it. I'll let you edit it. And I will put it on the Biking for Boomers channel in case there are some boomers who yeah. still uh, think that they want to try and ride like Dan. There's plenty of boomers out there that, that want to ride. Yeah. So we'll, and we'll, yeah, we'll link it here in the show <coughs> notes. You can watch it. So it's going to be cool. Okay. So that'll be coming soon. Right now we're recording in February. I would think by the end of March, oh, yeah. I would have that up. I'm, a, I'm on vacation again next week. So you go you out there. You can edit from Key West. And don't break my camera. <laughs> Just don't break my camera. Hey, I, I want to talk about uh, the riding here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Just announced this week is a new rail trail Mm -hmm. uh, that will be called the Craig County Trail and it will follow Craig's Creek or Craig Creek. Craig Creek, yeah. It's 26 miles and this is going to be a multi-year project and I've been hearing people talk about this for the last five years or so Mm -hmm. conceptually Mm -hmm. and there's a news release out which I can get access to and 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 i'll put a link in the show notes as well but essentially when this is done uh it will be a beautiful rail trip because craig county is is 
I think something like 70 or 80 percent of the county is owned by is national forest oh yeah it's it's fantastic so there's very little industry there's very little um residential yeah it's beautiful but there's a lot of homes that back up to the creek correct and over the years even though there was a right-of-way along the creek and i'm just talking off the top of my head and heard people's concerns Mm -hmm. you know over time people say well yeah there's a right-of-way but i can put a shed there because there's there's no trail there. It's just a right-of-way mm-hmm. that the railroad at one time owned or somebody at one time owned. Well, so now they're working with the homeowners. They're going to compensate them, and they have gotten to the point where they believe that they can now do a trail along the creek, and it is going to be destination stuff. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we've seen the success of you know Damascus, Abington, sure, sure. Uh, like with the Creeper, Creeper Trail. trail. Yeah. yeah, and it has it like has re- revitalized that community. Um, there's a huge, um, you know, visitor influx in the summer, um, people that want to come and ride that and do that trail. And I hope that that is a benefit to Craig County in, 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 uh, Newcastle there for the, I think, I think it, it could definitely inject some, um, some, some life back into the County cause it is pretty rural and, uh, it's a, you know, it, but it's a beautiful place, like absolutely scenic, uh, oh, it's, great it's, mountains it's, and stuff. It's so amazing. this is a amazing. cool, super cool thing that's happening. That'll be a gravel. It'll be a rail. It'll trail. be gravel. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. cool. It's, but, it, um, I mean, but gorgeous. You know, I like that stuff too. If I want to go out and, and do a long ride, um, I, now on a mountain bike, never mind. <laughs> We're going to get you, you're bike. still gravel curious. We're going to get, you've got this bike shop full of these amazing new tech uh, gravel bikes that I am just itching to ride there's and a, you could ride any of them and you're like I no i want to ride my mountain bike <laughs> we have a there's a local pro his name's gordon is uh you probably know gordon yeah and he did this uh kind of like down low gravel uh ride event out in floyd last uh-huh. weekend uh-huh. and i was going to try to go with our friend christine yes and um she invited me and i had to i had to cancel um I had too I had too much going on, and then I ended up getting sick. And uh, I've see, I saw the pictures, and I it, I did kind of regret it. She's like, "This could be your first time. You could talk about it on the show." I was pretty. Is that Gravelocity? No, it was, was different. It was something. Gordon cooked something. You know how Gordon okay, is. Sure. He cooked something yeah. up anyway. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna get out there eventually. We'll see. Okay, so tool time, real quick. Yep. Because uh, Dan's a professional trained bike mech, and every time I ask him, "Okay, what's yes. a tool that you need to have in your garage?" If you want to work on your own bike, and this is a pretty simple one. Yeah, so this was recommended by my good friend Billy Parr. And what he, is it? He works in the service department here at Cardinal. This is the Park Tool AWS 10. And what this is is just a, a simple, here, I'll give it a jump. It's a multi tool. It's a simple multi tool. It is only the Allen keys, or oh, the X okay. keys, right. um, goes from 1.5 to 6. But um, this is vital for especially a beginner mechanic. Uh, Park Tool makes a lot of great tools. When you get to professional level, there <laughs> will be people that will debate you on on all 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 tools and everything. We sure. can debate if you like, but um, that is a fantastic tool for beginners to use. Like I said, 1.5 all the way to six um, uh, Allen keys. So it does most things that you're going to need to on a bike. It might not do all pedals. Some pedals are eight sure. millimeters. So do like you that. do you carry this with you, or is this a garage? That's tool? a garage tool. This is Absolutely, a garage tool because yeah. it looks like the one you put in your seat. It does look like one you put in your pack. It's just ease of use. It's small. 
um, and and you have everything in the palm of your hand. And the, me- the metal is hardened because yeah. I've had some of these cheap ones, and yeah. they they tend to round out. Yeah, that's usually it's going to be a, like more of a, uh, a softer, mild steel. This is a hardened tool steel, which is great. Um, you'll know it's like that black coated uh, hardened tool steel and this tool um the aws tenant on the park tool website the fold up hex wrench set it uh it is ten dollars and 95 cents so for a beginner mechanic for somebody who's getting into it or for somebody that's like you're going somewhere and you just want to have the tool um this guy is easy ten dollars okay. ninety five cents no so, brainer. Well, so that's for your garage okay yep. and there's a i just took a picture of it we'll put that in the show notes and you you can get that done. So Dan, we've talked about bicycling for an hour again. Can't it's, believe it goes it. by so fast. It does, and and I, I we meandered a little bit, but I think we meandered into some good territory. I, I please forgive me for talking about Disney, <laughs> um, trying to be the fit Papa at Disney, but uh, I am Papa determined. John. I'm determined to be that guy, Papa John. And uh, but otherwise, I think everything we pretty much I think we stayed on task here, and uh, it's it's been fun again so we, we got it done we got it done um stay tuned uh for next week um we're gonna or next next podcast we're gonna have some exciting stuff to talk about then um i'm not gonna tell you exactly what it is but Ooh. a bit of sizzle to get you excited for the next uh episode um when we got some cool stuff coming up so all right so, yeah. and we're gonna add a fitness component i think to let we're gonna people start fitness. start training here in the cold weather and yeah. we've got some folks around here who really know their know stuff their stuff Thank you for listening to the Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. We are the East Coast mountain biking capital, and we are recording at Cardinal Bicycle in Grandin Village. And for Dan Lucas, I'm John Carlin. We hope to see you out there riding in Virginia's Blue Ridge.